Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1237 in Edmonton. Just before we go to Elliot Friedman, I asked you at uh, about 12, 12, 12, 13. To name things excluding hockey, which is a given, if you're a fan of the Oilers or you're following the NHL, name something that you miss that's been taken out of your life as a result of COVID-19. It doesn't have to be the most serious thing as we're all enduring this shutdown. Uh, Common response here, going for my afternoon beer after work, and I miss the Oilers. Uh, Bob, as a Leafs fan, says another texter on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, I miss you talking about Toronto being the center of the hockey universe. I love the show. You all do a great job. By the way, congratulations on Bob Layton on his 50-year career in uh, the radio business. Ryan says Master Week is here. That means spring is here. Miss it. Another texter says, I miss going to a movie theater usually twice a week. Uh, Al, the bus driver, says, I miss live music in a concert setting, and I usually uh, do free concerts, uh, uh, a couple concerts a month. Would have been at Sebastian Bach tomorrow night. Did we not open with Skid Row today? I think think we did. There was one more that made me laugh because I know it's going to make Elliot Friedman laugh as well. And I just need to uh, get to it. Uh, Kevin says, hey, here's a plug for the rec rooms at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. Uh... Where did it go? It was a really good one, which many of you, uh, here it is right here. Tim has texted the show. Bob, maybe if this keeps going, they can let you go. That would be a bonus to everybody. We get a new Oilers show. It would be called Oilers Then with a real knowledgeable sports commentator. That one comes to us from Tim. I don't know what happened in my relationship with my Uncle Tim a number of years ago. And... uh, but I, I'm, I'm not surprised that he's reached out to me on that front. You know, thanks, man. Elliot Friedman joins me right now from, uh, well, from NHL Hockey and Rogers, uh, courtesy of the River Creek Resort Casino. How you doing, Elliot? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you doing, bud? You know, we're hanging in there. We're, we're banging it out. By the way, we but- should mention that today you are Oilers Now headliner for Touchback Safety, a family business taking care of your family during uncertain times. Training sessions still readily available. 
So, everybody's had their world changed by all of this. Is there something subtle that you missed? I mean, obviously, look, we, we, we work in the day-to-day minutia of hockey. It's an awesome job, all those sort of things. Do you miss, maybe you have a, a board meeting with a, a, a couple buddies once a week where you go for a beer or something like that, or is, is there anything you miss out there? Well, you know, I, I think I generally miss human contact. I think that would be number one. And But, Bob, you know how it is when you go to work and uh, you sit down, you have those production meetings, okay, what are we going to talk about on the show tonight? And, like, Berkey would go, oh, that's terrible. You're not really going to do that, are you? Or uh, he'd say to me, did you put out 31 turds today? Like, that's what he calls it. Um, and I, I think that's kind of what I miss the most is uh, just all, all like, we bust each other big. And, you know, I miss that, I, I, especially now at the time of the year where we're, we're heading into the playoffs. I'm with you on the music thing. Like, we have tickets for uh, uh, Hall and & Oates and Squeeze on July 10th in Toronto. I'm not counting on that actually occurring. So, uh, but I think the human contact would absolutely, and the, the general ball busting of each other, uh, I, I miss that. I really do. Yeah, there's a, there, there's a lot of uh, witty repartee that gets exchanged by the media. At least we all think it's witty. It's, it's often actually not that funny. Uh, <laughs> And we've got, uh, I actually purchased a set of tickets for a media cohort. And uh, guess what? I don't think that concert's going to happen. So it's been, uh, well, I mean, John Tory took care of it. When did you say it was? July 1st? Is Toronto not shut down for all events before July 1st? What's going on there? June 30th. Now, technically, I don't think sporting events count. But look, okay. if they're not having... If they're not having any of this other stuff, they're not having sporting events either. So I think we all kind of recognize that. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, we're, but you know, like there's a lot of people worse off than we are. You and I Absolutely. get to work somewhat. So if we got to do our part, we're going to do our part. Absolutely. All right. Let's get to something that's come out here. Uh, Taking a look at the BBC website today. Uh, reports that the EPL are going to go to their players for a 30% rollback uh, moving forward. And, and just so everybody's aware, United Kingdom now is getting crushed on the level that Italy and Spain have been for, in Italy's case, the last three weeks to a month here. Uh, COVID-19 really has taken a stranglehold in the UK. Uh, the EPL is arguably, you know, right up there with the NFL, one of the biggest leagues in the world. A 30% rollback for the players. We had Brian Burke on the show yesterday. He mm-hmm. talked about the rollback. That the What year did the players take the 24% rollback? Was That That was coming out of the 0405. Yeah. Out of the 0405 lockout. And uh, do you think this is, I mean, is this an inevitable thing that's going to happen with the National Hockey League, Elliot? Well, our system's a little bit different. Uh, Bob, in the sense that, you know, the players have the escrow to keep it at 50-50, right? So yep. they know they're not going to, they're not going to take a rollback in the sense of what's actually written down as the value of their contract. But they know, like, you know, if, if we play this year, we're looking at about 220 million in lost revenue. And the players are going to be responsible for half of that. If we don't play this year, we're looking at between one and 1.1 billion of lost revenue, and the players are going to have to be responsible for half of that. 
So I don't think they're necessarily looking at a rollback as much as they know they're going to have to pay a percentage of their salaries until they make that up. And I'm of the belief, Bob, that uh, this this is going to result in a new CBA. And I think one of the things the league is going to want to stabilize the business is a long-term, eight to ten years. And I think one of the things the players can uh, negotiate in return for that is, okay, are there ways to ease our escrow? Like, they're going to have to pay back that money. I don't think that's avoidable. But are they going to pay uh, it over a couple of years? Or is there something that can be worked out? And, And so I don't know if we'll see salary rollbacks, Bob, but I think the players know there's a big escrow number coming. Yeah, so it's a, it's a variation or a derivative of that. Uh, Elliot, did you see Lulu Amarillo's comments today? That he believes we're going to play? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, you know, the thing is, like, there's also, you know, there's a, there, like, there's a doctor for the NFL. Like, the NFL, one of the NFL uh, VPs, and he used to work at the NHL, Jeffrey Pash, he came out the other day and he said, you know, we're going to play. And I don't think he meant for it to come across the way it was portrayed. When you read his quotes in full, he qualifies them a bit. But the NFL doctor basically came out and said, look, like the idea that we're going to start this year with full fans in the building, uh, I don't know if I see that. And I think a lot of people uh, don't see that until either A, we have a vaccine or B, there's a better way that we can test people going into arenas before they even get there and can know if they have any signs. So, but if you're going to tell me, uh, Bob, that we may play this summer uh, in front of no fans, I think that's possible. Um, I think that could happen. And the other thing, too, I really believe strongly, Bob, is that like, I'm of the person, I'm going to believe that there's a way just because it's the only way I think I can live right now. I I refuse to be a pessimist. Now, it may not happen. We don't know what the future holds, but I don't think we're really going to have an idea until the beginning of May, the middle of June, as to where we're going here and seeing if any of this is working. So I choose to live optimistically until then, and if that's the way Lula Morello is, uh, I I would tend to agree with that. I guess I found it interesting because Lula Amarillo right now, his club is right in a hot spot. Mm-hmm. And he also is a guy, historically speaking, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, not a lot gets out from him. at least, And maybe this is a little bit different. Like this isn't like, hey, this is what we're, you know, we're going to get Matthew Barzell a six-year extension of $12 million. That, that's not like that. Yeah. I just, it was a little bit interesting to me that it was, you know, Lou Lamoureux, it, it, put it this way, it wasn't like it was like Eugene Melnick calling into an Ottawa radio station, because he does that a lot. But Lou's a little, like, I, I, I don't know if you, I, I just found it interesting that it was Lou that said that. that. And again, maybe it's just purely wishful thinking. At this I, I think that's what it is. I think it's, you know, we, we you know, the, the best people and the most successful people, I, I believe, Bob, are people who believe they can find solutions people who handle disappointment and failure and people who generally follow a path that says we're going to figure this out and i would like like lou emerald he doesn't know where we're going we don't know where we're going but he wants to believe in it and that's the that's the viewpoint and the vision i would support too 
Yeah. Uh, well, my wife's been dealing with uh, disappointment and failure uh, for about the last... Oh, my God. That is that is a belt-high fastball. I'm not even going to hit it. I can't do that to you. Uh, you can't be a little bit self-deprecating at, in, the, in these times, Elliot. <laughs> hey, man, I've been there. I get it. All right, let's have uh, let's have some fun on something you wrote. I don't consider it 31 turds. Uh, Rex Ryan, on the other hand, probably does, especially yes. if you wrote about Armani Cooper. Yeah, uh, yeah. For our listeners that are unaware, uh, Rex was on a show today down at ESPN in the States, the former uh, uh, football coach of the – where is he coached? He's coached the Jets. Where else is Rex Ryan coached? The Bills. The Bills and the Jets, and I'm pretty sure he still has that Mark Sanchez uh, tattoo on him. But he referred to Armani Cooper, uh, Alabama football star, uh, wide receiver, as quote-unquote a turd, which is not the typical. But your 31 thoughts, Brian Burke, uh, has referred to as I, – I thought your, your one that you did, this that, that was a really – because it's completely different to me than any – so much of your stuff is, you know – Rumors, potential trades, maybe trades that have fallen through, off-season moves, who's signing out of Europe, that kind of stuff. And instead, you did a specialized series on specific. We're going to have Matthew Robertson coming up from the Edmonton Oil Kings, Elliot, at 130. He was their team MVP. They could have won the WHL uh, this season. But you did a bunch of stories and angles like that. So tell us about a couple that really caught your eye. Well, I'll do the ones that had tie-ins to you. And, you know, I'll give Bob some credit. Uh Bob was the was the person who told me about Ryland Toth. Uh, <clears throat> Ryland Toth, the former WHL goalie at Red Deer in Seattle, he's at UBC. Uh, the Thunderbirds, coached by former NHLer Sven Butenschon, uh, hadn't won a playoff series in a long time, and this year they won two. They beat they beat Mount Royal and they they beat the University of Alberta, and uh, they were the underdogs in both. For those of you who are familiar with Canada West travel. Know that in the playoffs, the higher-seeded team gets all three games, game three if necessary. And they won two out of three on the road in Mount Royal and two out of three on the road in Alberta, even though the Golden Bears skated rings around them. And, uh, you know, for those guys, that's the first time that a lot lot of those guys even won a playoff series. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I have to say that it was, you know, they so UBC goes to the, uh, the final eight, the, Canadian, the University Cup Hockey Championship for the first time in I don't know how long, and unfortunately they didn't get a chance to play. But I appreciate you, Bob, sending me that way because I like to recognize people who maybe wouldn't get known and kind of lost an opportunity. But uh, it I was really fun hearing Ryland talk about uh, what it was like to be facing the assault of the Alberta Golden Bears attack and just holding it off and how much it meant to him to give his teammates that kind of a victory. The other one I'll mention is uh, it has the Oil Kings connection, and that is the, the twins, Will and Beck Warren, both of whom played there. I mean, those boys have been through an awful lot. Um, you know, they Will was drafted into the WHL, Beck wasn't. He had to make it the hard way. Uh, Will, as you know, a couple of years ago, the humanitarian of the year, uh, his billet father passed away in, a, in an automobile accident. Uh, their mother uh, battled uh, can- breast cancer, doing well, happy to say. The Oil King's doing right by him by sending him near home to Victoria. And then trading for Beck this year to be a mentor to your go- pretty talented goaltending prospect, uh, Sebastian Casa, 
and now uh, back in being a part of a team that he said was as good as anyone. So uh, I really enjoyed telling those kinds of stories, Bob. Thanks. Well, it's funny, right? We're, we're in Anaheim, and I bump into Steve Konowalchuk, and, you know, we, we ironically started talking. And I asked him about Noah Phillip, uh, mm-hmm. who he had in Seattle, and he goes, I can't believe Alberta lost. I just wish that I could have had Ryland Toth healthy for the Memorial Cup because we needed our goalie to play because my team was exhausted when we went there. And he talked about Barzell and Ethan Bear. And as you know, Ethan Bear had a broken hand. He played with a broken hand in the Memorial Cup that year. Um, And speaking of uh, Beckworm, and I believe the two warm boys are hoping to go to school together. Ironically, Alberta needs the number one goalie this year. Beck would look uh, uh, outstanding as a a number one goalie there. So... uh, as uh, now, yesterday Brian Burke talked about Tiger King. Yeah. Uh, talked talked about if you ever need to feel better about yourself, watch Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched the entire two seasons of uh, Mine Hunter Saturday and Sunday last week, and I'm into late into the second season now of Ozark. Yeah. Uh, I know you spend a lot of time with Max, as I spend a lot of time with uh, Tori and Hudson. But tell me this. When you sneak off and hop on Netflix, is there anything that's caught your eye here over the last week, Elliot Friedman? Well, I did watch Tiger King. I thought it was a couple episodes too long. I mean, it's a fascinating story, but I thought it could have been shorter. I finished Ozark Season 3 last night. Um, you know, I'll tell you this. like, People ask me, what's the best television series you've watched from start to finish? And it's on, actually, uh, Amazon Prime. And it's The Shield. The Shield is the best TV show. It's seven years. Their final episode is one of the best final episodes ever in any show. I will not argue this with anybody. I w- if you've never seen it, and Michael Chiklis, underrated, great actor. I'm telling you, watch The Shield. Now, is he not in, what is it, something for the Fantastic Four, the Furious Four? I don't know, my son. He was in the Fantastic Four. He was the thing. He was also in a show called The Commish. Um, He's in an episode of Seinfeld where uh, Jerry gets stuck at his house at a party for a long time because Kramer gets lost to pick him up, and he just shows up at Jerry's house and and, and Jerry's uh, apartment and just sits there for a night. Um, and causes Jerry trouble, but in this uh, this show, The Shield, he is sometimes likable, mostly uh, pretty bad. But it's it's a hell of a show, Bob. I am not leading you in the wrong direction. Homeland, after falling apart the, a couple of years, the last two years, and they're in season eight right now. I think they've got four episodes to go in the series. Is excellent too. Uh, regarding the thing, I, I I have a former Seattle Thunderbird named Brad Tuchek. He's uh, he was considered he was the Fonz with Mike Comrie, okay, uh, as well as Jared Stoll. He, that's who they call. He was like the Fonz of those three guys, and he used to nickname me the Thing about uh, when it first came out about <laughs> sixteen years ago. <laughs> I just I thought I'd throw it out because people would need a chuckle. Hey Elliot, have a great weekend. Stay safe. You too, my man. Be well, okay? All the best to your family. All right. That is Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers for our friends at the River Creek Resort and Casino.
Again, you can uh, reach us anytime at 780-496-0063 and text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. We'll hear from Kyler Yamamoto from the Edmonton Oilers, Matthew Robinson, uh, Robertson from the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings, a couple more clips from the Oilers' Oscar Clefbaum, and I'm going to get you something as well that Alex Chason said about sort of the Oilers building something here, all coming up in the second hour of Oilers Now, but we're going to step out. COVID-19 pandemic update up next. Global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.